This is Susan Wheelbanks with BlendedInsight.com. I am a holistic and integrative healing arts practitioner, an intuitive, and an energy healer. In this podcast, I share tips, tools, and suggestions that have helped me along my path in hopes of inspiring and helping you along yours. Let's get started with today's podcast topic. Hello, Bright Soul. Thank you so much for joining me on another podcast. How did you enjoy that full moon last week? The third most powerful full moon of the year. It was beautiful. Oh my goodness, it was so beautiful. I got to really take it in for about three mornings on my way to the gym because it was just so bright and so beautiful. And I know the full moon, if you're not doing a spiritual practice, it can, you know, it waters the weeds, it waters everything, all that spiritual energy comes down and whatever's in you amplifies. So I know a lot of times people get a little wonky around the full moon, but I'm hoping that you did a really nice meditation, a cleansing, a practice, and that you're feeling really, really good. Also, I know today is Father's Day, so if you are a father, happy Father's Day, or if you celebrate it, I want to wish you a happy, happy Father's Day. I know a lot of people are in the role as a single parent, so if you're filling both roles, happy Father's Day to you. I wanted to start off by mentioning that. And if it's a little noisy, I have my windows open because my air conditioning is out. (laughs) It's actually just fine. It's all perfect. You know, I bought a home that is a little bit older. I normally go for new builds, but I picked this home because of the beautiful, majestic landscape. And I wanted a home that had mature landscape this time around. And I'm absolutely grateful the universe placed me here. It was all divinely guided. But there are some things that are going to need to be replaced. And my air conditioning is one of them. (laughs) So... Uh, It's going to get fixed. It's no problem. And honestly, having the windows open has been really soothing. Normally, I wouldn't do that because of the allergy component of having the wind and things in, but it's actually been really nice. And I'm very, very grateful. But I wanted to mention in case you hear birds or cars or anything like that, it is because my windows are open. I don't live that close to a street, but sometimes people hot rod and get all crazy in the neighborhood. (laughs) And so I wanted to mention that in case you hear something, my windows are open because I do not have air conditioning. And before someone says something, I've lived without air conditioning before. I've lived in third world countries. I know this is a first world thing. There's a lot of people who live here locally that don't have air conditioning because they don't really need it. And I totally get it. It is a luxury. It's not a necessity. So um, we're going to make do and we're going to move on through it. So for today's podcast topic, I wanted to talk about your perfect journey and this topic came in and the title came in while I was walking. I was on a beautiful, majestic walk. I have the most amazing trails near me to walk and take in nature and just connect and it actually dropped in and I know that there is no real In the egotistical sense, there is no perfection. Everything is imperfect because we make mistakes and we fumble. And this is how we learn. Even when we start as a baby, when we start walking, babies walking, they try, they fall down, they get back up, and then they become really good at it and they perfect it. It is a journey. And so what was dropping in for me is that we tend to think that 
something in our life is imperfect or it should have happened this way or it should have happened that way. When in actuality, it really is all a judgment because in the end, there is a divine plan and it all comes together in the perfect way. It may not be perfect from our standards, but from a divine perspective, it is perfect because it's all by design. And oftentimes we think we need things that we don't really need because if we don't have it, it's because we don't need it. And I know that triggers people sometimes when they want to argue for the limitations and really dig down about how something didn't work out for them or how they needed something they didn't have. But what if, just what if considering that it is all perfect, it is all the way it is supposed to be. You know, growing up, I did not have parents that I was really close to. I was close to my dad for a little while, uh, very close to him. And then when I hit the teenage years, you know, he, he just was wounded. I had wounded parents and we're all wounded in some ways. Um, I, I broke the cycle, but my parents, they didn't break the cycle. So they repeated a lot of patterns there. They were better than their parents, but they still repeated a lot of the patterns. And that's kind of the way generational things go. So my mother and I were never close she favored her sons. And again, it was a generational thing. But because of that, I developed a really uh, strong independence. And I got these super skills, these overcompensating skills of presenting myself as never having any needs, because my needs weren't met anyway. And so that's something that I had to, I mean, I had food and clothing, I'm not saying that, but in terms of emotional support and connection and having that connection with a mother where you felt like that was someone you could go to that would mentor you and talk to you. I didn't have that relationship, but I didn't need the relationship because the way that it turned out is I didn't have that. And so I used to sit and almost feel sorry for myself when I would watch my friends who they were so close to their mothers and their mothers were so nurturing and caring and loving. And I would sit and feel sorry for myself like, oh my gosh, why didn't I have that? Because I don't have that, you know, and I would hear my friends talk about their mothers like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't know what to do without my mom. I'd be lost without my mom. I talk to my mom every day. We have so much um, to talk about and and I used to think, yeah, I, I don't have that with my mom. <laughs> She's not someone that's safe to share with. She's not someone I could go to with things. And our same-sex parent is usually the most influential from a psychology standpoint. I know there are exceptions. There's always exceptions. But we tend to mirror that because it is our same sex and it's what we are just biologically hardwired to do um, from a psychology standpoint. But again, there's always exceptions. So please don't get in there and argue for that was the exception. I get it. There's exceptions. I'm just saying in general. (laughs) Anyway. um, And so fast forward, you know, when I had two older siblings, they both passed away and then my father passed away and then my mom is not well. So she's just, she's got dementia and she's just not well. She's in a home. I mean, she checked out years ago, so she's not really there. Her body's here, but she's not there. And even when she was here, we weren't close and she wasn't anyone I could go to. So I find myself in a situation where I'm like, holy smokes, like my immediate family, my family of origin is there's, it's not existent. So when I was raising my daughter, you know, my daughter would often compare and say, I wish that I had my uncles here so that I could have cousins Um, you know, I wish that you had other children so I could have siblings, you know, I had her one and done. And 
all of this comparison doesn't feel good. And we do it to ourselves. And there were years where I would sit and go, I really wish I had family that would actually swoop in and help me. And I have one of my best friends comes from a huge family and they they raise their children as a family. So she's got cousins and sister and mother and father. They're constantly splitting up appointments, even in my own family, extended family, like aunts and uncles, they do that for their children, but they never offered to do it for mine. Um, they're focused on their own children. And that's kind of the way our culture is. Everyone just focuses on their immediate family and focuses on that and anything extra is just extra. Not in all circumstances, but in general. So I said all that to say, I didn't need it. Here's the deal. The universe knows what you need to get the lessons and glean the experience and to grow. So feeling like I'm being shortchanged or woe is me doesn't really serve me, but knowing that I always have exactly what I need to get where I need to go in any given moment. And as I continue to put one step in front of the other, things will be revealed. And if I am focused on serving and I am focused on completing what I am here to do, and I'm meditating every day, I'm doing my spiritual practice, I'm hyper in in tune with my intuition, then I'm going to be taken care of. And I'm not saying it's easy because it has been a really rocky ride. It really has been a very rocky ride. But I'm so grounded and I'm so strong and I've learned resilience. Oh my goodness. My resilience skills are at expert level. (laughs) They really are. And you know what? There's some people that have, they've had it 2 billion times worse than me and their resilience level is a million times more than mine. So I don't say that from a place of arrogance, but I'm saying, how do you build resilience? You don't build resilience when you're comfortable. You don't build resilience in soft times. Resilience comes from hard times. It comes from challenges. That's the only way we get, it has to challenge us to change us. It's the only way we grow and get better. And if you're on the spiritual path and you're called to do spiritual work and serve, typically the teachers, I mean, think about it, a teacher that you're very drawn to, or that's very inspiring. Did they have an easy life? No, I don't know a single one. They've usually had to really go through some things. There's a character development there and there's a spiritual development there. And this is how you come out more well-rounded. You come out stronger. You've got resilience. And then you have something to offer people when they are going through something similar. Now you're not comparing, but you're simply saying, I can, I see you. And I, I remember how I felt in a similar situation. And I'm telling you, you can get through it because I got through it. And here's how. This is how we all come together collectively and help one another. But if you're focused on someone else's journey, and I've done it, and that's why I want to share it, because it's been coming up a lot lately, not even in my own life, but around me, people will start to tell me how they are looking at other people and feeling sad that they don't have what they have. But here's the deal. Everyone has something they have to work through. We know this. The wealthiest person in the world often has terrible relationships. And I'm not saying that's always the the truth, but I've worked with people from all walks of life. And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what you have externally, the highlight reel. Every single person has some something that they're working through. Because why would we be here if we didn't have anything to work through? So focusing on 
an external part of someone or their highlight reel or something that they have that you want in order to compare. And, and, and if you're doing it for inspiration, that's one thing. But if you're doing it to feel sorry for yourself and feel like you're getting the short end, you're, you're just shortchanging yourself because that person's call on their life isn't the same as yours. We all have a unique call on our life. We all have a unique purpose. And we knew that purpose before we incarnated and we're connected to the source that co-created that purpose with us. And it's all going to be perfect in the end. You can celebrate other people's successes, but stay on your own path, focusing on your own journey. What works for someone else, it may not work for you. If they offer it to you and it resonates, then that's amazing. That's what we're here for. But if it doesn't resonate with you, let's just keep it moving. Because the other thing is, we don't know what goes on in the intimate details of every single person's life. We only know the intimate details of our own life. So we have to stay focused on our direction, our plan, and our own journey, and being very grateful for where we are. And even in the tough moments, there's always something that you can focus on, and also having accurate perception. So my air conditioning went out on a Saturday night. So I had went out and met someone and had a great time. And it was like one of our hottest days of the year. I think it was the hottest day of the year so far. And I'm not in San Antonio. Look, I've been in really hot climate. So I understand the perspective. You know, you say, oh, it's hot here. Oh, you think that's hot? I'm not doing that. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I'm saying for where I live, it was one of the hottest days of the year. And when I came home that evening, I was like, gosh, it is so hot in this house. I don't understand why it's so hot. And then I realized, oh, the temperature outside is hot. So it's just working really hard to to cool down the house. So no problem. Well, then I woke up Sunday morning and it was like 80 degrees in the house. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I realized, oh, no, the air conditioning isn't working. So I'm like, okay. So, you know, I called it in and I had the most amazing handyman. He's just such a sweetheart. And he was helping me troubleshoot. And, you know, I got a contractor on it. And of course, we have to order parts. It's, it's not a quick fix in these times, because as you all know, everything is everyone's short staffed. Oh, there's supplier issues. So we've learned patience. And honestly, I, there's people that need it more than I do. Like we're okay. We're okay without it. It's just something to fix. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, we're going to have to open the windows. And my daughter has allergies. They're way better than they used to be, but you know, she's got allergies and I have mild allergies. So that was kind of my concern is like keeping the windows open. But I honestly, she's been just fine and I'm fine too. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, Oh my goodness, it's getting into like the heat of the summer. And it's really hot and there's going to get, there's going to be dust in the house. All these things are minor things. Honestly, in the big picture, is it really that big of a deal? No. So what I did is I just shifted it in that moment. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go into my backyard and I'm going to do my meditations out there and I'm going to prep for my clients in my backyard. And my backyard is amazing. It is amazing. And so I have been able to sit outside doing my meditations in the mornings, the sun comes up and it feels so amazing on my skin while I'm outside meditating. It's really cool in the morning. The birds come and visit, the squirrels come and visit. And in my mind, I think 
this was divinely guided to get me outside to connect with the nature spirits to connect with the air and the you know all of the things that the and the sun you know everything outside now I go outside frequently but I'm spending even more time outside because it's so beautiful and it's so nice and I don't have the air conditioning inside so it all works out perfectly so I only share that to say you can always find a lesson or glean some kind of great thing from any circumstance in your life. And it's, it's not being, uh, what does they call it? Toxic positivity. It's not that it's saying, you know what, this is not my plan in this moment. This isn't what I would consider to be, you know, a great thing to happen, or this isn't a lesson that I would pick on the journey, or it isn't even something that I would even, um, think about or want. And to me, I feel like this shouldn't have happened, but it did happen. And so if my life is guided and I came here for a divine purpose and a divine plan, this is part of that plan. And for me, that just feels a whole lot better. It's more empowering. It puts me in instant alignment. I pay attention to how I feel. And our feelings are really good indicators of alignment because our feelings create vibrations. So I just wanted to share that with you today. Think about in any time of trouble or irritation or hardship, try to shift yourself three to five things that I'm grateful for in this moment. And just knowing and trusting that this is just part of the plan. And how I respond to it is going to make a big difference. It's going to make a difference in how I feel. It's going to make a difference in how it sticks to me. So sometimes when we really get upset over something and we start going down the rabbit hole of feeling sorry for ourselves, we energize it and we make it bigger than what it needs to be. And our perception is not accurate. And then we create this whole story that may or may not be true. If I can create a story, I'd rather create a story that's going to serve me. That's positive. That makes me feel light. That makes me feel good. And so, you know, I just share with you the things that I do and that works very well for me. So in this time of resetting and transformation and challenges. I just thought I would offer that today. So let's go into a healing. So you can just uncross your arms and legs, focus on your breathing. I will turn the healing on and I will flood you with beautiful golden energy.
okay and so it is you can start coming back into your body hope that helped and I hope that I perhaps just gave some perspective to help you shift back into what you already know you already know these things we're here to just remind each other keep each other going and just be here as a support system on this crazy time that we decided to come and incarnate (laughs) and I'm glad that you're here with us and with me and as part of this community so I just want to wish you a beautiful week take care bye bye